I think I'm getting a cold and I think it's the first cold I've had in two years and it's kind of weirded me out. Yeah. Yeah. Like I forgot how annoying it is to have like a runny nose, mm-hmm. you know, and you like, have to have tissues around all the time. Blech. Like I'm trying to dismiss it. Does everybody do this when, when, when they start to get sick? Like, uh, oh, maybe it's just, maybe I just have a random runny nose, but. I feel like you need to sneeze on me. Why? Because if you're sick now and it takes a couple of days for you to finish getting sick, then I'm going to get sick. But next week is Christmas week and I don't want Ellie and I to be sick on Christmas week. So I feel Uh, like you should sneeze on both of us and then we'll get sick this week. Yeah. And then next week we'll be fine. I don't think I need to sneeze on you. I think the fact that we live in the same house and I carry one and one of you up and down the stairs regularly. Well, and we sleep in the same bed and kiss and things like that. So you probably, <laughs> probably don't need to go to the sneeze on, but it's just, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's that's feels the, weird. Yeah. You feel weird. Uh, okay. So, the, um, but by the way, how cool is it that like with masks and like basically being a hermit, like we haven't gotten sick. Yeah. It does make me a little bit worried about Ellie because you need to build up your like immunity and all that other stuff. Um, but we've asked the pediatrician about it and she's like, there are some kids who pandemic aside, don't get sick until they go off to school. She's like, when they go off to school, strap in. Yeah. She's she- like, you guys are going to be sick like every week. Yeah. So like we're starting to sign her up for, you know, preschool or whatever activities. So that'll be sometime next year. And activities. Then- oh my gosh. She's going to have activities. She's going to have activities, extracurricular activities. Yeah. Um, but that won't be sick all the time. Okay. So that aside, and the only reason I wanted to say that is if somebody's like listening, going, oh, he sounds a little stuffed up. It used to drive me crazy when I worked in radio and would have a little bit of a cold and I would do the show and then you would listen back to it six months later or would run in a best of segment and you're very clearly plugged up. So you know, what's really, well, never mind. I was going to go off on a completely different tangent, but continue with what you were saying. No, it's fine. I was going to tell a story that has nothing to do with anything either. Yeah. I was just going to say, it feels like you haven't worked in radio in like 10 years. Like that feels almost like, a part of your identity is totally gone. Like I can barely remember the days where you would wake up super early yep. and leave for work and then like text me from work. So weird. Yeah. Yep. Bizarre. Here's it was like 20 years ago. It was only three, right? Two. May of 2019. Mm-hmm. That's when I did my last radio show. So June or sorry, 2020, 2021. So two and a half years. Crazy. Um, the story that I was going to tell you is uh, might cause you to leave the house right now and go adopt a cat because a family noticed their cat acting weird around the Christmas tree. So they looked into the branches in the tree was a snake. Absolutely not. And Absolutely the, not. And the cat was, and it turned out to be a poisonous snake. It actually turned out to be one of the most poisonous snakes in the world. And it was hanging out in their Hold Christmas please. tree. Where was this? South Africa, I think. Okay, yeah, not here, not here. I actually have not seen any of the news stories about snakes and trees 
And I'm glad because that freaks me out. And last week I noticed Lily had her nose in the Christmas tree, which yeah. is not something she normally does. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a snake. There is going to be a snake. Now, if I lived somewhere with highly poisonous snakes that were common, somewhere like apparently South Africa or Australia, I know has like crazy huge spiders and snakes and things of that sort. Australia has, has like spiders that are the size of Ellie. Right. I would literally pay someone to go through my tree. I would like find a high school kid and be like, hey, want to make 10 bucks, sift through this tree and make sure there's nothing in it. The exterminator who came to remove the snake from the tree said what likely happened is the snake didn't come with the tree. The snake got mm -hmm. in the house. Mm -mm. And then when there was noise and lights and maybe saw the cat or whatever, scared. it went to the safest place it could find, which happened to be the tree. Hard pass. I would never get a Christmas tree ever again. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Kleenex. <laughs> My name is Callie Dollar. Do you know you always say what you're grateful for as related to the first story? Did you ever notice that you do that? No, do I? Every I day. I don't think I do it every day, do I? Literally every day. Really? Mm -hmm. mm. Well, you know what? How do you like me creating that synergy? That yeah. Drawing a line that connects the entire show. Mm -hmm. It's really impressive. Yeah. You know, this is why they, I pay you the big bucks. Right. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful that I got to sleep in a little bit yesterday. I was working late on Monday, so the boss said, sleep in. Don't come in at four in the morning. And I was like, you know what? That's the best gift of all time. And it really was. Uh, have you updated your iPhone yet? There's uh, like an update. I think so. It might, mine does it automatically. So I would assume it did while I was sleeping. I'm always scared to do that because I feel like every six months, maybe every year, there's one update that people always complain about. I don't think that's been the case for a long time. That happened this year, I think. I don't think so. Maybe it has. Yeah. I, I feel like that's, I've never really had a big update problem, but I, it to me is one of those news stories that gets covered with every update. Yeah. I had one once and I can't remember what it was, but it was something that it took Apple like a week and a half. They weren't anticipating it. Uh was it recently, like the past year or two? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. But I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah. Anywho, uh, there is an update in the latest one that I think is really cool, and it's a legacy contact. So basically, you can set it up so if something happens to you or you die or whatever, um, somebody that you trust can get into your phone. Like oh, Apple that's good. Let. So yeah, like mine's password protected. I know yours is like, I always tell you my password and you can't remember it to save your life. Um, so anyways, what you can do, like if you're listening to this right now and you've already updated your phone, you go to settings and then you go to like, um, tap your name and then go to password and security. And then there's hang a thing. On, hang on, hang on. I'm going to do it right now. So you go to settings, settings, then your name, then password and security. 
Okay. And then legacy contact. I couldn't find it on my phone because I haven't updated my phone yet. Oh, got it. Okay. Do you see legacy contact? I do not. Okay. So you haven't done that. But there's not a lot of stuff in this screen, so it shouldn't be hard to find. So yeah. Um, and then you can choose up to five family members or friends, and then you get an access code and you can leave that stuff like with your estate planning documents. And if something happens to you, the people can easily get into your phone. Now you would be able to get into mine anyways, I think, because we're on the same plan. So your name is, but I wouldn't be able to get into the physical device. Um, but yeah, so that's the way that Apple. That's so smart because how many gazillions of pictures and memories have been lost because somebody mm-hmm. has a device and they pass away and you don't have a way to access the content. Right. Um, and then also it says that you can't just like BS your way through it. Like you have to actually like provide a death certificate to oh, Apple. So you couldn't call up and be like, I just want to see what he's up to on his phone. I'm going to tell Apple that he's dead. But he's actually cheating. So he might be dying. He might be dead soon. I here's here's an app idea. I think it probably already exists. But here's something I think Apple needs to come up with. Because I hear so many, and I don't know that this applied to me at all before I was a dad, but I hear so many nuggets, great parenting nuggets and great parenting ideas that aren't going to apply to Ellie for five years or 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. But they're so good and I I want to remember them. Mm -hmm. We had a bunch last month, I think, when somehow we got off on a tangent about allowances and how much money to give your kid and when Mm -hmm. and all of that. And we got so many phone calls and so many messages from people saying, oh, here's how we do it. And those were all great ideas. But Ellie's not going to get an allowance for five, 10 years, Mm -hmm. 15 years. Who knows how long? You know what I mean? But it's Mm going to be a while. I'll completely forget. I can't tell you what I had for lunch two days ago. I'm going to completely forget. So I want there to be some sort of thing where you can type in or screenshot a great idea and then just have it reappear like three years later. Well, you know what I do? I have a, cause I am a perpetual screenshotter. Do you do that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But then what do I, I don't do anything with them. Okay. So you, I screenshot my stuff and then I have a folder of like a cloud folder, a, f- a photo folder that says things to try. Yeah, I I've got to save it to that. I have an email. When's the last time you went through that? Actually, you know, our little Christmas China that I decided that I'm going to start collecting. The little like dessert Christmas plates, plates things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have actually had those in my things to try for like six years. So it's basically a self-powered Pinterest. Mm-hmm. But I would never go back. I have an email. Pinterest. F- That's what you could do. You just pin it. But I have an email folder labeled things to try or things to investigate or things. Or, I can't remember, but it's mm-hmm. something along those lines. Never go back to it. It's the black hole. Mm-hmm. I put stuff in there. It satisfies my immediate need to remember it, but I never take any action on it. Got it. And anyways, the thing that made me think of this is a brilliant idea that a woman named Emily Russell posted on social media. So smart. She's a mom of four kids and they have one dinner plate that's a red plate. So they have, you know, regular dinner china, but they have Mm -hmm. one plate that's a red plate. And Emily, mom, 
uses it when somebody in the family deserves special recognition. So when somebody does really good on a test, they get served their dinner on a red plate and it's served and everybody at the table is like, why are you getting the red plate? What did you do? Mm-hmm. If they do something, uh, really, um, challenging, even if they don't succeed, like she used it when her daughter lost her student council election, she put the red plate on the table the day of the loss. And the kid's like, why are you giving me this? I lost. And she's like, but how, what, what, think of all the great stuff you learned. You learned about running a campaign and how to do it differently and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So it's a special way to acknowledge somebody in your family who did something great. I thought that was brilliant. You don't think that's cool? I feel like you and I talk about all this stuff that is like, oh, this would be cool. Oh, this whatever. But then we don't like. I just can't see us following through with it because we'll put it in a folder labeled things to do (laughs) and we'll never read it again. Touche. But uh, regardless of whether or not we'll execute it, don't you think that's a neat little way to acknowledge somebody in the family who's had a good day or has accomplished something? Yeah. No. It's cute. I think it's adorable that you thought that was so cute. I love it. Would you like it better if the plate was grayish? No, but good thought. I like where your head's at. Like ivory. Like, wait a no, minute. No, because oh. that wouldn't be distinguishable from our normal plates. I know. It would have to be something bold. It'd be a little bit lighter ivory. It'll be like whitish ivory. Okay, get this. So for the past two years, we've been talking about like work at home issues or like work at home, like new stuff that comes up. How about this? When you sustain an injury at home during work hours, is that workers' comp? What sort of injury? Because if you're going to get injured the workplace, you're doing physical labor in theory. Unless you get that typing thing. Uh, What yeah. is it called? I think I have that. Carpal tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Like the thing where you got to wear the wrist brace. Yeah, I think I have that. But like what else are you doing if you fall out of your office chair? So. If you accidentally staple your thumb to a stack of paper. I mean, it could happen. So here's the thing guy in Germany walking from his bedroom to his like a home office or no, whatever. Don't even tell me he applied for workers. Comp. Breaks his back. His what? What? Breaks his back. How does that even happen? I, I, I don't know. I did not get details because I did not think that part was interesting. What I thought was interesting. He broke his back walking. That's the most interesting part. I'm never going to walk anywhere ever in my entire life. How do you break your back walking? Okay. I don't know. Maybe you slip and fall. Maybe he was wearing socks. I don't know. Anywho. Yeah. Um, a German court ruled that his company insurance has to cover it because no. he was commuting. So oh in Germany, gosh. it was um, it's called the German Federal Social Court said that. In its ruling, insured activity is carried out in the household of the insured person or at another location. Insurance cover is provided to the same extent as when the activity is carried out on the company premises. I mean, I'm happy for the guy that he's getting all of his bills covered and a broken back seems like a terrible injury. So be awful. I wish him a very speedy recovery, but I can't understand how you break your back walking. Well, it's neither here nor there because apparently it falls under. I mean, I don't know like German law and I don't know if it's like how their insurance works. Um, but so, yeah, like workers comp. Like what if your boss says something really funny on a Zoom call and you're drinking hot, hot, hot coffee and you spill it on yourself? No. What if 
Um, that's not even to me. What if you're, Oh, I have a good one. Okay. What if you're plugging in your computer for the day Yeah, and you get electrocuted workers comp? Uh, see, I, to me, I mean, I don't really care. Cause be- you wouldn't be working at home. Yeah. Or you are, you are providing your company services. I guess. I don't know. It just seems ridiculous to me because to me, workers comp is an injury cover. And I, again, I have no dog in the fight. I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to, to me. So I'm not coming down on these people for getting their workers comp money or whatever. But to me, workers comp is an injury that's that happens on company premises using their equipment or or if you're like an electrician or something. Yes. And you're, or like, you're moving boxes. Right. Like if, if, if you're a, a UPS driver and you got to file a workers comp thing because you twist your back hauling mm-hmm. boxes over the holiday season, that's acceptable. But if you're, I don't know, an office, if you're an office it, worker at home and you spill your bedroom. Ho- yes, I don't think that counts. But again, what do I know? Socks are such a funny thing because they really aren't something you notice unless they're aggravating. And who needs to be aggravated by socks? We only wear Bombas in our house, and there are a few reasons why. They are easily the most comfortable socks I've ever worn, and I never have to think about them. I wear the Performance Ankle Socks to work out every day. I also wear them to work with with, um, my flats. And the Performance No-Shows are great for everyday sneakers that I wear, which are awesome because they hug your feet and they never slip down. And that is something that really drives me nuts with a lot of the socks that I used to wear. Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft and made to last. With their 100% happiness guarantee, they're confident you'll be happy with your Bombas products or your money back. Another thing that I love is when we first started working with Bombas, I learned that socks are the most requested item in homeless shelters. For every pair that we buy, Bombas donates a pair to a homeless shelter. Now that they make underwear and shirts too, and thanks to Bombas customers, they They've just donated their 50 millionth clothing item. How awesome is that? That's 50 million brand new pairs of socks, underwear, and t-shirts given to those in need. There's so much more comfort to have and so much more to give with Bombas. Go get 20% off your first order at bombas.com slash upside. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside. I'm a guy, so I think it's okay for me to stereotype guys. And I think most guys, myself included, like things really simple. Truly, as simple as one, two, three. And that's why Caldera Lab has developed a great product for guy skin that we will actually use. Because it is that easy. As easy as one, two, three. They've got a trio of products designed to be an easy three-step process for all skin types. It starts with a revolutionary cleanser, and then it's got a moisturizer for the day, and a serum, a multifunctional serum. It's like liquid gold that you also use. This was this serum was named by GQ as the best natural face serum for men. So it doesn't matter whether you're dealing with acne or dry skin or wrinkles, acne scars, or if you just want to invest in healthier skin, the Caldera Lab Serum is what I would use, but I recommend their three-step program. Right now, you can get a great deal on this same program, either for you or for a gift, by going to calderalab.com. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com slash upside, or use the discount code upside at checkout. You're going to get 30% off your first purchase. 30% 
off. It's their biggest sale of the year, and you can take advantage of it. We thank Caldera Labs for partnering with The Upside, and we welcome you to The Upside family. Nothing will have you feeling like you just got punched in the gut, like a notification from your bank that you just overdrafted. An overdraft of even just a few cents can cost you a ton of money in fees. And when your account is running low on cash, the last thing you want to worry about is an overdraft fee of 20 or 30 bucks. That's a lot of money. In 2019, traditional banks took $11 billion in overdraft fees. Our friends at Chime do things differently. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card that has saved its members more than $10 billion in overdraft fees. Eligible members can overdraft up to $200 on debit card purchases and cash withdrawals with absolutely no fees. Now you deserve to have financial peace of mind. Join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started today at chime.com upside. That's C-H-I-M-E dot upside. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank in a member's FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases and cash withdrawals. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $200 by Chime. Chime member overdraft fee savings based on eligible members' use of Spot Me versus $33 average overdraft fee. Overdraft fee data based on bank rate checking account survey and CRL June 2020 overdraft fees report. Today's three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. I did want to mention also, if, because we said yesterday, if you are looking for a gift for someone, you can go to Brown and Company. You could also go into Brown and Company. They have locations in Roswell or Buckhead. You can go in there and you can pick out all the stuff you like and put it on a wish list. And you can do that for free. And then you can send somebody who loves you in there. And then all they have to do is say, hey, so-and-so left a wish list. I would like to see what's on it. Brilliant. It's totally free. And they don't press your, pressure you to do anything. I have some stuff on my wish list at Brown and Company in case anyone was looking for a gift for me. I don't have any money in my bank account, so I hope it stays on the wish list until next year. Does that mean I'm not getting any Christmas presents? Because you said you haven't gone Christmas shopping yet. Yeah. I, I'm going to do some drawings using Ellie's crayons. I'm going to give you a gift from the heart. I'm calling it. It's a whole. It's a whole theme this year. It's called Art from the Heart. Okay. My first random thing is okay. We are getting to the point where maybe if you were early getting your Christmas tree, maybe it's a little bit dry, right? Yep. Okay. If your tree starts to not be soaking up water, and you got to make it till Christmas, you can put. Any like citrus fizzy drink, think like seven up, think Sprite, whatever. I can't believe I just said seven up. Ugh, Pepsi. <laughs> um, and you can pour it into your Christmas tree water stand thing. All right. And Does it that open it up to drink more water. The glucose and sugar helps the tree to maintain its cell structure and prevent needle loss even several weeks after it's been cut. You can also add lemonade to your tree stand and that will help soak up the water and it's less expensive than like the fancy tree potions things that you can get. I buy the little tree stuff every single year and I'm, I mean, I'm convinced it doesn't do anything, but it I, probably doesn't. And good for them for marketing something yeah. that all of us are dumb enough to buy, but they get my three ninety nine every year. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. Week before Christmas, get to it. My second random thing is there are people called bagists. Do you have any idea what a bagist 
might be. And they are collectors of something. Yes. So they collect the bags that you're going to think I like from the grocery store, but no, that's not it. They collect the used bags from bagpipes. <laughs> so, um, so when a bagpipe has run its course mm-hmm. and it has no more, you know, air in its bag, they take the horns off and those go to hornists. Those people collect the horns. Okay. Uh-huh. And the bags go to the bagists. Where do you come up with this stuff? It was an only child, so I read a lot of encyclopedia volumes. Oh, it was cover to cover. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so bagists uh, are collectors of barf bags from airlines. Oh, that's that's more bizarre than the thing that I made up. <laughs> that is. I, so anyways, there's groups online that you can find. There's like online clubs. So you can like trade them like baseball cards. Some of them are worth up to $500 from different airlines that have gone defunct, that have gone out bankrupt, of business, that have gone out of business, whatever been bought. Um, so anyways, yeah, it is a collectible. And they are worth a little bit of money, which I thought was an interesting thing Kelly, to collect. Because when someone comes over your, to your house, were you going to say, hey, want to see my barf bags? Right. But do they display them? Like they a, have them like in notebooks with sleeves and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, like when you were a kid and you used to collect stickers? Mm-hmm. You would have like a three ring binder that just filled with pages of barf bags. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And my third random thing is the most genius place to uh, hide. The, I forgot. The bagpipe thing. Those are called sackists. <laughs> Sorry, I got confused. Oh, okay. The, inner, the whole mechanism, mm-hmm. the, the thing and the horns, that's the bagpipe. But the individual parts are the horns and the sack. <laughs> You're really proud of yourself, aren't you? So the joy on Jeff Dollar's face right now, he's like trying not to smile, but it's one of those things. He's so proud. And my third random thing is the most genius place to hide presents from your kids. Pick the creepiest place in your house. Smart. Brilliant. Genius. Like when I was a little kid going down into the unfinished part of our basement was like the scariest thing, like home alone, yes. whatever. They hate going down there. Maybe it's a place where like there are some bugs. Maybe it's like a crawl space or an attic. Um, just saying, if you hide them in the creepiest place, they're not going to find them. Do you know where your parents hid your gifts when you were growing up? I have no idea. I don't think I do either. I would assume they were in the attic. When we got older, my mom would be like, don't go in the guest room. I'd be like, okay. But that's when I was like 16. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I was a little, little, I have no clue. Um, but it's funny. I, I will have to ask them that if they will reveal their secrets now that I no longer live there. Here is a, um, gift wrapping tip life hack that I saw, um, circulating as a meme, but it actually is brilliant. For from now until December 25th, really, you can go into any room in your house that you want, shut the door, bring a sandwich, bring a bottle of wine, bring whatever you want, a bagpipe. It doesn't matter. Bring whatever you want. Shut the door. And if you hear anybody about to come in, you you just yell, don't come in here. I'm rapping. Mm-hmm. And you just hang out all by yourself in mm-hmm. any room of your house. Yes. And then if people are like, what were you rapping? You can you it's acceptable to say I can't tell you. 
I'm not going to tell you. Where is it? Where's what you wrapped? Oh, come on. Don't, don't be such a grinch. Yeah. Just, try, you're trying to ruin Christmas. Yes. You want to ruin Christmas? Fine, go ahead. But why don't you just leave me alone? And then they have to. 100%. And those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. I have a very important question to ask, but first, if you are one of the people who entered Callie and Jeff's $15,000 year-end giveaway, the drawing for that contest happened yesterday. Um, As we explained uh, when we announced the contest, that that contest was being run by a third party where we were invited to participate in it. So they are conducting the drawing. They actually have already conducted the drawing. At the time of recording, we have no word on who the winner is. No, but we will um, tell you. We will post about it everywhere we can so you will know. Um, God, yeah, we're just I, waiting I, on them. I freaking hope it's an upside listener. Jeff is feeling very competitive about this. Because re- we don't get anything no. if it's an upside listener. No, Jeff not, just wants the bragging rights of being like, yeah, one of our people. It's not even bragging rights. I want... Someone we know to win $15,000. Yes. Yeah, that How would be awesome. How great would that be? So anyways, as soon as we know, you'll know. That's number one. Number two, uh, the important question I need to ask is, would you consider, Callie, a chocolate chip cookie a holiday cookie? No. Really? Every year at Christmas, I make two sets of cookies, two batches of cookies. I make chocolate chip cookies, Mm -hmm. my famous recipe, Mm -hmm. and I make my mom's sugar cookies, Mm -hmm. frosted, Mm -hmm. her famous recipe. Mm -hmm. And I read something online, so it has to be true, that said that people are trying to pass off chocolate chip cookies as holiday cookies and they are not holiday cookies. Yeah, I just didn't want to break your spirit about that. You know what I think you should sub in? Fudge. I don't I don't do nobody's gonna do fudge better than your grandma and your mom. It's actually the- I have a recipe. Remember we brought home all my mom's recipes mm-hmm. from New York? There's a recipe in there that my dad says is the most delicious fudge he's ever had. And there are handwritten notes on the recipe that say just things like best fudge. Yeah, maybe you should, um, yeah, try to make, make that. Make that fudge. Yeah, just don't do it when it's raining. Hey, this is John from Watkinsville. I just paused the show to say the sugar cookie drink at Starbucks is absolutely fantastic. It's even better if you get cold foam instead of whipped cream on top. All right, love the show. Have a good day. Merry Christmas, everybody. As we head into the holiday season, we got to start thinking about all the stresses that come with the end of the year. We're talking about holiday shopping and holiday expenses. We're talking about encounters with family that you might only see once a year or situations at work or school. All of it adds up. Do you have somebody unbiased that you can talk to completely unfiltered? That is one of the greatest parts about therapy is there's somebody in your life who you can share everything with. They're not going to judge you and they're not going to be biased by relationships that you have or that a past that you have together. They're going to be able to give you 
unfiltered advice and unfiltered guidance. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might learn. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners are going to get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Upside. Hello, hello, it's T-Bird. I hope everyone is doing well. I am loving this part of the episode today where Jeff talks about the guy who gives to every single person who asks. Um, I used to be afraid when people would ask me for money on the road, um, like on the street or on the corner or whatever. I used to be afraid, and I think it was because I had little kids. Um, But for the past probably... I don't know, eight years or so, I keep a roll of $1 bills in the side compartment, in the between compartment of my car. And I give to every single homeless person I see $1. Once in a while, I get a little, you know, I get a little crazy and I give them a five. But for the most part, I give them a dollar. And the round up or the would you like to donate to whatever at the register 100% of the time I do it. Um, I just feel like I have been very blessed. Um, And you know what? I don't have the means. I don't have the means to do that. But it makes a difference for me in my life. It makes me feel good. So I love that story. And I love you guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Nico from... Oceanside, California. I was listening to the Christmas list, and Jeff is definitely ready for Christmas with Ellie on those Christmas movies. Callie's more of a grown-up Christmas list movie. Happy holidays. Hey, guys. This is Tina from Nashville. Long-time listener, cord member, you name it, I'm all in. Um, this is in response to the person that left the voicemail that said you guys are selling out. How dare you? Like, there are commercials on your television and do you call up the television station and say you're selling out because you're advertising Kroger or whatever? They're trying to pay their bills and make some money while entertaining you every day. So I'm a little salty over that comment because you guys are killing it and you've done a great job building this brand and building listenership and encouraging people to change not only their own attitudes, but the world's around them and the world's for other people. And great job. Like, don't let that Grinch ruin your holiday because mm, that's not just that's just not cool. So keep up the great work. We love you guys. Happy holidays. Hey, Callie and Jeff. This is Marion Kennesaw, and I was just calling about today's episode when Callie was trying to think of Claire Dane's name for the Family Stone movie, and Jeff said. Carrie from Sex and the City, she is one of the main characters in that movie. It is a great movie. I love it. Have a Merry Christmas. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Eileen from Flowery Branch, Georgia. Um, Callie, I was just listening to your Christmas movie list today, 
And you are spot on, girl. I think I have seen all of those um, except Mixed Nuts. I'll have to look that one up. That's interesting. Um, but, oh, my goodness, you ended with Stepmom, and I remember watching that after my mom passed away. Oh, Lord, not to give anything away. It is so sad, but at the same time, one of the best movies and great acting by, what, Susan Sarandon, Julia Roberts, and is it Ed Ed Harris? Anyway, great, great movie. So I love your list. I'm going to go back and watch The Family Stone. I haven't watched that in a while. And Callie, thinking about you, I know you had a tough week last week, and um, there are brighter days ahead. Christmas is upon us. So have a good day, y'all. Bye. Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How how much money how much money does he have? Jaden broke. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>